All right, before we get into the podcast, I just want to let you know, uh, me, Ernie, we put this podcast together for free. It's for you at no charge. We only ask you a couple of things. If you could, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we need the comments and the stars. It means a lot. It moves us up in the charts. We're getting great momentum, and we appreciate you. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. We do this for free. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Start up and leave a comment. Thanks for listening to The Michael Yo Show. The Michael Yo Show. Celebrities, pop culture, and comedy. All right, what's up? It's Michael Yo. Uh, I'm so excited to have this next guy on. Uh, he's funny. I've seen him. I mean, this dude is aggressive on social media, to say the least. You have so many, like, your video game is strong. I'm trying. On social media. Yeah. Like, I love how you caption everything. Right. I love, like, your just post where you put the joke up there. Like, you do that all yourself? I do that all myself. Eric's in the building, by the way. He got a brand new special on HBO called, what is it called again? Super oh, so, White. Super White. Because <laughs> I don't look at you and think Super White. Why is it called Super White? There's a lot of topics I talk about on the special. Uh, I have a white wife. You have a white wife. White wife. I do too. Who I talk about. And cheers to that. Cheers to that. That's uh, right. Our credit score went up. <laughs> yes, it did. At least 100 got, points. <laughs> as soon as we got married. I know. That's such a typical joke. Sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. I, I started getting the credit card approval. <laughs> and the mail coming in. Right. You've been pre-approved. I was like, what? What? I've never this seen beautiful. this before. Uh, so I talk about the differences between me and her. You know, I talk about raising our kids. And, you know, that's always a battle too. Like culturally, like what do you, you know, things you're going to hold on to, things you're not going to hold on to and then okay also, so what, what's one thing you let go because you know my kid is white black and asian right so there's certain things that my wife's eyes are open to like she sees racism in a different way that oh, she yeah. hasn't seen before oh yeah i get that too with my wife yeah. like she's been out to events like before uh when you when i dated her she didn't notice those little you know those little racial things i'm not gonna say racist because that's that's a strong word but racial yes. racial things like we'd go to parties and my wife never picked up on, like, I'd be at the party be like, oh, wow, I'm the only brown dude here. And she's like, you notice that stuff? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that stuff. When you walk in, they were like, hey, the nachos are over there. You're yeah. like, what's that for? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand where that comment came from. So once me and her got married, she started picking up on stuff. And then she, people started telling her stuff. And she'd go, like wait what? a second. So there was one time she was at an event for our preschool. And we were talking about, like, where are they going to go to elementary school? And one of the moms brought up like the school in Brentwood and she's like, oh, that school's impossible to get into. You'll never get in. And then she goes, well, actually, you got a good shot because you're the good kind of Latino. And my wife was like, wait, what? What? Oh, yeah. But, wait, she said this to you? To my wife. Wait, but your wife is white. She's white, but our kids. So she was like, oh, they, they're, all, they're, good, they're the good kind of Latino. My wife was furious comes home she's like i'm gonna write a letter i'm gonna do this i was like all right caesar chavez take it yeah, down a yeah, notch right. you can't write a letter we won't get into school then. come on now this is our only shot now, wow so that stuff happens to you too like my wife is protesting the bachelor uh-huh. because uh big mike uh-huh. the black guy yeah. should have been the new bachelor right he has all the qualifications everybody loved him uh-huh. but she knows the only reason he's not the bachelor because he's black uh-huh. and it's 100 percent true and she's leading the protest? Oh, she's like, I'm bell- I'm boycotting it. Because uh-huh. now she sees she sees when black people get shot right. on TV. Before, like, here's what I tell everybody. A lot of people aren't racist. They just don't know. Yeah, they're in their bubble. They don't they're, see they're, it. Well, they don't see it. My right. wife is from Wyoming. She wouldn't know, like, anything that's out. She's the Brady Bunch. My right, wife right. the Brady Bunch. So 
this is like everything. We have people dying in other countries every mm-hmm. single day fighting for America. But since you don't see it every day, you lose sense of it. Right. And it's out of your bubble. Right. And uh, God bless all their souls. But it's a thing where if you don't have to deal with it personally, you forget about it. Yeah. You know, so now with a white, black and Asian son, she's starting to realize a bunch of stuff because mm-hmm. that's what our kids coming into. Oh, yeah. Like, so it's interesting to see that dynamic where it's before it's like, oh, you know, right, I'm right. just over here. And now it's like, whoa, all this stuff is going on. Oh, yeah. You know? She notices a lot with her family because like her family is adorable because they'll do stuff that I'm just like, you, you can't you can't say that. Oh, yeah. You can't do it. Like, oh, we, we got you guacamole. And you're like, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't know. How old's your kid? So I got two. The oldest one, he's going to turn seven in October. Uh, and then the youngest one is three. Okay, so, so what was the biggest difference between the two kids, and how did you parent them different? Oh, you you got a second one coming. I got a second one coming, man. So it's funny. You try not to, but the the biggest the biggest difference is when you have the first one, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, and it's exciting. It's exciting, yeah. and you kind of over prepare. Yes, you kind of you read every book, everything. You're over, and you're like hovering over this child to like, oh, are we doing this right? Are we doing this wrong? Once the second one shows up, you kind of know what to expect. I haven't read one book. So Our you, baby is oh, coming yeah. like in, in minutes. Dude, and I haven't read one book. I, I think we put the crib together the day before she went to labor. <laughs> we were just like really just laxed about it. Like right? we got time. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Like That's when a- she went into labor, we were watching Homeland, and she's like, "Oh my god, I think." I think it's I think it's time. And I was like, did all it, right. I was like, we got time. Let's finish this episode, <laughs> and then we'll go. Did did the baby come a lot faster the second time around? He came a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. That's what and I again, heard. we we knew what to expect. So it was like you know the drill. Like I, it was so weird to me the first time she's in labor. They're asking her like, all right, scale of one to ten, what what's the pain? And she's like, I've never done this before. Yeah. I don't know what ten feels like. So maybe three maybe. or might be a seven. I don't know. Second time around, she was like, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, she's like, yeah, it's a four. It's a four. It's, yeah. How long, what was the time difference of labor? Well, with the first one, she was in labor for like 26 hours. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's yeah. why I say men could never give birth. Oh, no. Never. No. Never. No. no. We're not strong. No. I, I watched. So I watched her and I'm like, good God. Like, I'm out of commission if I stub a toe. Did you watch the baby come out? Oh, yeah. Isn't oh, that yeah. crazy? Oh, it's insane. Like the I, baby's head comes out pretty much flat, and then uh-huh. as soon as it hits the air, oh yeah, I was like, "What? <laughs> this is insane!" Were you now? Were you going into it, going, "I'm gonna watch"? Well, no. The doc, me and the doctor are so cool. Uh-huh. Like, but it's so messed up. My wife's still mad about it. Like in between her pushing, you know, they have that. You push, and then they wait to yeah. have another contraction. Me and him are talking about basketball. <laughs> and my wife is here. And I, <laughs> I was like, how's your kids team? He's a coach, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're not that good. Da, 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 da. Oh, push, push. Yeah. Like, literally. And then he goes, oh, look at this. And I look over and I see this. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I kept going back and forth of, I don't know if I'm going to look. I don't know. And then they just grab it and, and it comes then, out. And then the doctor did the same thing. She was like, oh, my God, look. look!" And I, I looked and I was like, oh, my God. And I'm glad I looked because yeah. it was insane to did see. You, did you watch the second time? I watched the second time, yeah. yeah. The second time I was like, oh, I know what's happening here. Let's oh go. Oh, my gosh. And that so, one was. So you got a boy and girl or two, two boys? Two boys. Yeah. Now, did your wife want a girl for the second one? Of course she did. She was like, oh, we got to have a, one of each. I was like, why? Did you know what they were before you went? 
Yeah. See, we're waiting on the second one. So, so you're, you're going for the surprise. Well, my wife is. I don't uh-huh. care because I got my son. Right. Like, that sounds selfish. <laughs> but, like, I can't lose. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, if it's a girl, great. If it's yeah. a boy, hey, basketball team, let's go. Right. But it's a thing now. It's so funny because we found out what the first one was. And we did the reveal thing, and I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I can handle a girl first. Right. You know, I, I just don't know. I wasn't ready. Right. You know, but it was a boy, relieved. Now, I'm like, my wife is like, oh, I want a girl, I want a girl. Uh-huh. And I'm the one saying, oh, as long as it's healthy. It's right. all good. Because, <laughs> like I said, it don't matter to me. Yeah. I'm going good. But, like, the whole family wants a girl. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Well, see, on, on my wife's side, her brother has two girls, and then her sister has two girls. So, I was like, we're destined just boys. Wow. Yeah. And are you maybe number three or you're done? No, we're Bank done. Is closed? We are done. That's it. So she doesn't want a girl that bad. No, I See, think I think because uh, now we're at a good uh, at a good age too, where both boys are out of diapers. We're done with all that. Oh yeah, like you forget. That's another thing. You forget all the little stuff where you go. Oh yeah, bottle feeding. Oh oh, you know diapers. what? Diapers. Diapers. Oh, getting up at two in the morning every two hours. Every three hours, yeah, two hours. I forgot all about that stuff. You're about to go back I and know. it's like, ah. oh my goodness. <laughs> but it's so amazing. Like my son's two and a half now to see mm-hmm. how advanced they are. Oh, and yeah. How, like it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Are your sons athletic? The little one is. Yeah. The oldest one, not so much. How old's your? The little one's little three. three. Yeah. My son will take him down. He's. <laughs> I'm just saying, my son's talented, man. My love- son's a beast. I'm so competitive, though. I'm I know. Competitive- I, I felt it right no, there. No, no, no. I'm a competitive father. Like, my about son to- will take <laughs> down your son. I feel like-, like you're about to start like a baby UFC. <laughs> <laughs> my kid's going to take your kid Maybe. down. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, people watch it, probably. Yeah. Uh, baby against baby. All right. So uh, let's talk about your stand-up special. All right. Uh, what, what can we expect from it? I talk about family. I talk about marriage. I talk about white people, of course. White and people, then, yeah. Uh, I talk Talk about myself. That's why Super White entails all of that because I, I don't know. Like you're, you're sort of like me. Like my family, they're hardcore. Like my mom's from Guatemala. She came over at 19. My father's from Puerto Rico. He was born in Queens. So my whole family sort of looks down on me because uh, really, yeah. Like uh, there's a phrase for oh, American-born look- Latinos. Uh, uh, it's coconut. Like you're brown oh, you're on coconut. the brown on the outside, mm-hmm. but you're white on the inside. So gotcha. I'm constantly getting that. Oh, look at you! Oh, you drink. Oh, you drinking bottle water? Oh, <laughs> oh, y'all look at this dude. He's oh, he goes to Whole Foods. So yeah. I constantly get made fun of, and I'm like, what? Why? I got, yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to say, try and take care of myself. Oh, you moisturize. Look at this. <laughs> well, the the difference is, is like my parent. I'm an only child. Are you an only child too? No, I have a younger sister, but okay. we're nine years apart. Oh, really? Yeah. So you older or younger? I'm older. Oh, okay. yeah. So she was the accident. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever talk about her in your stand up or not really? Not really. Like, we grew up. You don't kinda, really know her. We kind of, yeah, I we feel like kind of fall apart. Like, because you realize I was nine when she was you like born. Her? Yeah, I like her. Okay. She's great. She's <laughs> <laughs> cool. She's cool. Has done nothing for the stand up, but she's cool. She's cool. Yeah. She's not helping me out career wise, yeah. but whatever. No jokes about her. Uh, so, we, yeah, we grew up far apart. So it was like when I was in high school, she was doing like elementary school stuff. So we didn't really, we never really bonded till afterwards, you know, once we got older. It's like, oh, now we're like, oh, hey, you're an adult. I'm an adult. We're, we're finally at the same level, sort of. Sort of. We can bond. Okay. Yeah. I feel problems, but I'm not going to. No, there's that. no problem. Okay. You weren't excited. You were like, oh, she's, she's there. You went, you went for Michael Yoda Mori. So what's going on? What's, what's, what's really happening? On? Is she really your sister? <laughs> All right. So um, you stand up comedy specials coming out. Well, first time, when did you know you wanted to do comedy? Uh, did I you w- know when you were a kid? No, I didn't. Okay. I knew I, I, knew I liked 
making people laugh. I knew I like kind of performing. Were you the class clown? No, I was I was kind of shy and quiet growing up. We sound the same. Yeah, and then were you popular in school? I knew people. Like I was, I bounced around. I never had like clicks. Like I yeah. felt like in high school, people had clicks, and Me they always hung I was out. Never like, part I bounced around. I knew people. Uh, Did you go to homecoming and prom? No, my mom, my mom and dad were like strict religious like we were Pentecostal oh, it's Christian. Not that you couldn't find a date though no 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 because girls were like oh you going to prom and i was like no because my mom was that mom to be like all right you want to go out you can go out but you got to be home at like 8 30 i'm like <laughs> but i'm leaving at eight the movies two hours she goes yeah i know we're, yeah. Not, we're not doing that you know what's so funny is when i was growing up i had more leniency when i was mm-hmm. younger than when i got older my parents like they would drop me off at the skating rink it would close at midnight mm-hmm. but i was like nine or ten no, I'm saying no, I didn't get that. Like, like, but when I got like 15, 16, it was uh-huh. like be home at nine. Yeah. Like it, it reversed. I was like, you let me out. Well, you can do a lot more now. Right. You right. know, so they, they locked it down. Um, so when you were growing up, you're not, you not a class clown. No. Shy. Shy. So how'd that lead to comedy? So I started, like, I started, I got infatuated with like John Leguizamo. Oh yeah, like he was the he was a big influence for me. Have like you ever watching met him? him, I've met him a couple of times. I'm actually gonna meet him uh, at the Hispanicize. Oh. Like he's gonna be there uh, receiving an award, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the uh, the award show. Nice, yeah. So uh, like I really got infatuated with him, and then at family events, like we were always funny, all the everybody in the family. But like I remember just redoing some of those sket uh, like sketches and stuff that he would do and get laughs. And then I tried out for high school drama. And didn't make it because <laughs> I did uh, I did a monologue from one of his plays. Like it said, prepare monologue. And I didn't know that meant theater training, like Shakespeare, Virginia gotcha. Woolf. So you did him. And I did. I was like, oh, I'm going to do John Leguizamo because I'm a freak. <laughs> and this guy, you know, he's an older white gentleman, theater, you know, classically trained. Yeah. And he's sitting there and I just begin doing this scene, which looking back now, I go, I can see why. In the scene, uh, it's Leguizamo talks about being 12 and realizing he could have more fun by himself, masturbating, mm, yeah. than he can with his family. And I just start acting out like masturbating in a bathroom because that's the whole scene. Like he's going crazy <laughs> and hormones are raging. And I could just see this guy getting pinker and darker red. And then he finally stops me. He goes, All right, that's enough. We're, uh, we've 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 gotten enough. <laughs> <laughs> was he was he by himself? By himself, yeah. It was uh, like you're, you come out on the stage. It was uh-huh. like you know, and he's sitting there front row, and he's taking notes, and you know, you, uh, oh Othello, oh good. And then I'm like, oh, John Lennon, because I'm John- a freak. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, we're, we're good, we're good. So you did that, you bombed. <laughs> yeah, but to him, I bombed. Yeah. To him, yeah. to him. Okay, when's the first time you got on stage? So it, it, that didn't happen until college. Like okay. I was, what uh, college you go I to? I went to Pace University. Okay, it was downtown, right by the Brooklyn Bridge, and I just remember I got so infatuated with comedy. Like I was part of the student organization. Uh, a lot of the stuff we did, like we did different events, and one of my favorite events that we did was uh, we did a, a comedy relief shows for people from 9-11 because okay. our campus was a couple blocks away and kids just didn't feel comfortable on campus anymore so i came up with this idea I was like let's do these comedy shows see if people come out just to sort just of to forget, laugh just man. to laugh and sort of forget what's happening because it was around us the whole time so i started booking these comics and everyone was excited to come down and you know give what they could and finally like the comics were like hey anytime you want to come see shows just let us know we'll put you on the guest list we'll get you tickets 
And to me, who was that, the first comic to say that too? There was this one guy, Brad Trackman from uh, from New York, and he was actually the one that like helped me get up on stage. Wow! Yeah, and dude, I got to see like at the time I didn't realize what I was watching, but I got to see like Patrice O'Neill. I got to see Greg Giraldo. I got to see David. Tell- I got to see Mitch Hedberg before he passed. Like wow. I got to see where was this at? This was all in New York, so like comic strip. I got to see Kevin Hart before he was Kevin Hart, yeah. dude. Like I got to see these guys. And at the time, I'm just so blown away by it. And now that I'm older and I look back, I go, wow, I got to see some amazing dudes in their prime, like, before they blew up. Well, the first time you saw Patrice, how was that? It was amazing, dude. Like, he was that guy that just, no filter, and I'm just going to say whatever I want. And if people walk, go ahead, walk. I yeah. don't want you in here anyway. And you're just, just so blown away by it. How do you balance... Because I've seen you perform, you crush. But how do you balance new material and, uh, you know, intertwining it with older material when mm-hmm. you got to get new material out? Oh, now, yeah. Now I feel like I'm on a, on a yeah, time you gotta, crunch. Yeah, this yeah. special's coming out. I yeah. want to get a new, at least a new half hour out before. Because I don't want people to come see the show and go like, I, I saw that already. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, the time we're living in now. People are consuming they consume content it. so much. And they're just like, ah, right, what else you got? And you're like, man, you don't know how long it took. I me know, to do that. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just mastered this backflip, but what else? So yeah. <laughs> so how do you how do you get out the new material? Like for instance, when you're because here's the problem: when you go up in L.A., like you got 15 minutes, but you never know who's there. Right, so you right. got to be on the top of your game. Yeah. You got to mix in new, but a lot of old, you know, that works. Yeah. So. Where do you kind of work on all the new material? Uh, the new material, like when I go on the road, I, I definitely try to intertwine the, the gotcha. new stuff in. And, and I give myself, because I feel like you have more of a rope to, to, like, to play with in, yeah. on the road. Because now, on the road, you do an hour. So you can do you know, 10 minutes up top of old stuff and then mess around for 15, 20 minutes and you know, play with it. And if and it's not going well, and, then, yeah, and yeah. then come back and finish strong. In LA, you got the 10 to 15 minutes you might have five minutes, but you don't want to dig that hole too deep no. because then it's like, ugh, I gotta, I gotta get have out of you, this hole. Do you remember the first time you said a joke on stage and you thought it was gonna crush and it just fell flat? Oh yeah, still to this day, dude. <laughs> I got new bits. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be hilarious. I go out there, I'm like, that was not good. That was not good. What that- happened there? <laughs> yeah. When's the first time you bombed on stage? First time I bombed was actually the third open mic I ever did. Okay, but open mics, those are all comics. Okay. Uh, is that, but, but how, how'd that go? What happened? That was awful. Like I did a, it was at the New York Comedy Club in New York and it was in front of comics. I didn't realize what open mics were at the yeah. time. So the first open mic I did, I did great. Second open mic, there was audience, did great. Third open mic, all comics. And they were just staring at me like, dude, you gotta, what's happening here? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And I was just like, oh wow, this is awful. Did you ever want to quit? I wanted, at that moment, I did want to quit. I was like, I don't want to do this. This feels like that's the worst feeling yeah. in the world. And like right up front. But then I was, luckily for me, I had those first two to go. Oh, wait, those went well. I was like, maybe it's just this place. I'm not coming back here. Uh-huh. And, I, and I didn't for open mics till I got past there. Do you remember the first comic to take you on the road? Yeah, I had a couple dudes that helped me out. Uh, Robert Kelly was one of them, uh, back in New York. Funny dude. He's, you know, he, Saw me at the comedy cellar. He's like, "Oh, you're pretty funny." He's like, "You got a car?" Like that was the big thing. If, if, if you had a car, you were opening for people, right? Because like, you could yeah. take them. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I got a car." He goes, "All right, pick me up. We'll go this weekend. We'll go to these clubs." And he would take me around, and you know, and he was one of those dudes that you know busted your balls because he loved you and tried to help me like with material. He goes, "Yeah, don't do that." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I was learning from you know somebody who I respected. 
Okay, so you're touring, you're going out. How far in your career was this? That was about maybe four years in. Five four years, years in. Okay, yeah. so so how good do you think you were at like four or five I was years? Terrible. In? So because what, <laughs> here's what's, here's what's interesting. Like people don't know. Usually it's three minutes, five minutes, eight uh-huh. minutes, twelve minutes. Like where were you in that category at four years? Were you at a solid ten? Or Man. were you, or were you, you were stretching for twenty, or were you? Where were you? It's so funny because you look back now and you go, "Oh man, I might have had a good five. <laughs> but at that moment, when you talk to somebody who's like three, four years in, the the the, the just the the ad, like the cockiness. Oh, a lot yeah. of these comics are like, "I got a good twenty until you're bombing. Then it's a good six, <laughs> right? Because then you're like jumping around from premise to premise. Like, I, I this is not working. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go to this one." Uh, so yeah, like I look back and yeah, I like, I watch old tapes and I go, Ooh, that was, that was not good. Okay. So like a lot of people say, uh, New York comics are a lot different than uh-huh. LA comics. Right. Like, yeah, I always hear, which I think is a misconception. I always hear, Oh, New York's a lot tougher. The crowds are right. a lot tougher and things to me. LA is a lot tougher. When I go to New York, it seems like. I don't want to say people in L.A. aren't intelligent, uh-huh. but it's an intelligent crowd that gets comedy. Right. And they don't care what you say. Right, right. I feel in L.A., it's actually, oh, we're waiting for Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. Right, right. You know, if you're funny, you're funny. I get that. Right, right. But I feel like L.A. is even more spoiled with comedians. Like Tuesday night at the Comedy Store, that's like that's like all-stars. Right. It's like an all-star. Yeah. So that's what they're used to in L.A. So I feel like it's harder to get laughs in L.A. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier in New York. I think you go to New York and you go to a comedy club, you're going to see comedy. So as a comedian, you love that because that crowd is ready. They're like, that's a comedy crowd. Unless you do something like pull your pants down or something and upset them, they're there to have a good time. Louis so, C.K. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that was in the hotel room. Oh yeah, excuse me. On wasn't on stage. stage. <laughs> My bad. So they're there to see comedy. I find it in LA, first off, it's, it's, it's a, it's almost like a, what else you got kind of attitude to the crowd because exactly what you're saying like i just saw joe rogan i saw dave Chappelle, followed by sebastian sebastian who just sold out the garden i just saw what else you got yeah so it's almost like uh it's that la standoffish which i don't get why you're gonna come to a comedy club sit up front cross your arms like and i gotta dance for you yeah it's a different mentality of i feel like except if you go to like certain clubs on the weekends then it's all tourists and it feels like a normal club right right. uh what do you notice about the styles that's different in new york and la i feel uh i think the the styles are pretty much similar i think out here you get a little more storytelling like i feel like those guys like segura kreischer rogan have really started to like you know, it's all, that, it's all about storytelling. Build out the storytelling. Like in New York, you still got like joke, joke guys yeah. who just boom, hitting you with punchlines. It lines. sounds so exhausting to me. Oh yeah. Like dude. I could never be a joke, joke guy. Dude, I, but it's so, it's so, I, I'm in awe of these guys. Me too. Like, like, a, like an Attell, like a Joe List, like a Mark Norman. Like those guys are just so fast, just shooting off Joe. And you're just like, wow, this They'll, dude hit him with like nine punchlines in 30 seconds. Like what was that? Yeah. That's, yeah. That, I'll tell you what that is. Exhausting. Like there's not, my brain doesn't think like that. My, my brain, uh, like when I get a concept for a joke, like something real will happen and I'll uh-huh. heighten it and right. then add jokes and tags to yeah. it. But man, I, I, I admire those people oh, that yeah. write like that. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, but when I watch it more than like 15 minutes, it's exhausting to me. Right. Because it moves so fast. Oh, yeah. It's like watching a Tyson in his prime throwing punches. You're, You're like, where throwing. did that hook come yeah. from? It's just like, yeah. doom, 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 yeah. doom, doom. You're like, okay, I'm done. Right. I'm done. I only can take 10, 15 minutes of this. I am 
done. Yeah. So when do you when do you finally get your voice? When you're like, okay, this is me. This is my zone. This is how I'm gonna stay. I think I got my voice maybe like about six years in. Like I felt comfortable where I could take a premise and I know what I'm trying to say about it. And then that constantly starts evolving too. Like you know, as you as you keep going. Like then I got married and I was like, then my voice changed somewhat. And I was like, okay, now now I see what I'm trying I'm do trying you, to do here. And then you, kids sort of change that too. Like you're constantly evolving. Do you feel like your comedy got better after you got married and had kids? I think so. I hope so. I think I think with time you, your comedy does give it like you'll look back at the body of work and go, Oh, I was really doing that, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Are you cautious of your wife? Like on jokes? Do you run them by her? Not run them by her, but have you ever said a joke on stage where she was like, take it out? No, she's actually pretty cool. Like she knows what comedy is. She gets that it's a heightened version of what we're dealing with. And there's times too, like we'll get into arguments and like she'll see my eyes light up. She goes, No, you're not. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's going in. And even like even on Instagram, like I've started copying and pasting some of our text message fights. Oh yeah. And she's like, I can't believe you posted that. I was like, it got over a thousand likes. <laughs> you knew it was going up there. She's like, Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So so she never gets offended by anything. No, because okay. like I, I don't I don't I don't think I attack her in the act when I'm like, oh, I'm a dumb wife. Like yeah. some comics that do that. Like I never understood the comics that go up there like, yeah, I'm married. I'm married. It stinks, I, right? And you're like, that, I'm then the you same didn't marry way. the right person. But I think that's, <laughs> I'm so with that. But I guess comedy for a lot of comedians come through pain. Right. And they're trying to just, I don't know. I, I love being married and yeah. I love putting that message out there. And right. I think while we're the same is a lot of our audience is that positive uplifting type of audience that yeah. want to hear great family comedy. Right. And when I say family, I don't mean that we don't curse. I curse at least. Yeah. Uh, it's more of, Hey, you're hearing about a family in a situation that's right. going on right now. Yeah. I, I, I never actively just crap on my family. I talk about stuff where I, I think you do the same thing where we're like, Oh, can you believe this kid did this yeah. kind of thing? Uh-huh. And people relate to him and go, oh my God, I didn't know you could you could talk about that. Like, yeah, you can. Like, we're all going through it. What type of father are you? Uh, what do you mean? Like, do you, how do you discipline? Are uh, you a timeout? Man, I don't, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a pushover. Oh, <laughs> my wife tells me all the time, she's like, you need to, you need to say something. I'm like, what am I going to say? I love oh my kids. God, you're a little bitch, right? Yeah, pretty much. Oh man, come on, man. I'm, man. Woo! I, my wife is the pushover. Is she? And, oh yeah, dude! Yeah. I can't because like they hit me. Like I'll be like, "Hey guys, we need to cut this out." And they like, hit you, and they like, "Sorry, daddy, I love you. You're the best daddy." They hit me with that stuff, and I'm like, um, "I'm like, oh man, I right, just don't tell your mother." Just <laughs> I, I tell you that I came home not too long. Like it was a couple days ago, and my son is so attached to my wife. Like yeah. it's a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. But for the first time, I came home from Seattle, opened the door, and he ran all the way down the hallway to hug me. And it felt so magical. It's never oh, yeah. happened before. Oh, yeah. I didn't think he even loved me. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> now I know my son actually loves me. So it was so sweet. But I understand. But I'm the one where my wife is like all day. You want a timeout? You want a timeout? Uh-huh. But she never puts him in timeout. Right. Like when I come home, when I say it, he knows it's about to happen. Right. Not. But I hate being a timeout parent. I told yeah. myself growing up. I'll never be that guy. Now I'm that guy. Okay. Are you a timeout dad? I've, I've given them like, all right, we got to sit down. I, I'll shut things down. That's what I call okay, it. I'm like, I'm shutting down the kitchen. Cause it's your wife like, more disciplined than you. Does she, she? Oh yeah. She's, she's the, she's bad cop and she's she hates being it. bad cop. She's like, why do I always got to be bad cop? I was like, cause I tell jokes. I'm fun guy. Do your son's like you or your wife better. 
Uh, like are who are they daddy's boys or mama's the boys? The oldest one loves my wife better. Uh-huh. And I'm and I I've I've come to terms with that. Okay. Like he's he's mama's boy. Okay. Like cuz they do stuff together. Like he's the, he's not he's not the athletic one. So for him it's like he loves puzzles and reading oh. and crafts and stuff. So my wife loves that about him. Okay. The little one, he's mine. Like Are you athletic though? I'm athletic. I play. I played. I play basketball. I play baseball. I just never got the growth spurt. Okay. So the career ended in middle school. So so uh, so what type? So basketball, baseball. Yeah. Okay. I play basketball, baseball, and then uh, it all ended in middle school because I remember trying out for the high school team for baseball and basketball, and then seeing dudes roll in at like six something. They had yeah. facial hair, and I was just like. Oh, I'm out. Oh, yeah. I, I see this happening right here. So how do you know your son's athletic? He's just tough, dude. Like, he's that kid that'll fall, gets back up. He's like, I'm uh, all right. He runs through kids. Like, <laughs> we, we put him in soccer, and I, I, I'll tell you now, like, he's, like, like bulldozed kids. Really? And I was like, oh, yeah. Are you proud? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. gotta be. Like, I'm that dude. Like, my son, like, he can hit a golf ball already. Oh, yeah. I've crazy. seen the videos. Dude, he hits golf balls over the fence. He's two and a half. It's like yeah. But I'm so proud. But I'm so competitive. Are uh-huh. you competitive, Dad? Very competitive. Like, I'm so competitive. Dude, uh, the oldest one played basketball. They went 0 for 10 that season. I was, <laughs> I was not happy. The coach kept trying to be like, well, but they're moral victors. Like, man, we no. need a real victory. Yeah. And yeah. We need to stop with this. There's no participation trophies in this but, house. But, like, I remember just watching some of those other kids. Like, this one kid showed up. They were, This was like a five-year-old league. This kid showed up with a sleeve, like an Allen Iverson sleeve. I was like, oh, this kid, this kid can play. And yeah. sure enough... He could. He was and, ready. And I was just, I was like, all right, man, we're going to do the he got game scene where you're going to play basketball till two in the morning so you can beat this kid. And my kid was not having it. Not having it. So yeah. he just, did he drop out of sports? Is he just out of it now? And like, you come to that, you're like, okay. We started trying to find a sport that's more tailored to him. Like, cause I, I, like, I, what sport I, would that be? So, I, with someone like him, I find that if he does a solo sport, he's better off than doing a team sport. So, like tennis, golf, golf. Uh, he does, he does running. We put him in track. Okay, because that's a solo sport. Like, he's not good with the chaos of it all. Got you. Because especially at that age, it's like you can't run plays in basketball. I like how you say we put him in running. You know, anybody can run. I know, but <laughs> we like, put him in track. Run. We put him in running <laughs> I, just to get him going doing something. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, track. Yeah. Okay, and is he fast? He's fast. Okay. But then that's where my uh, my family on my side go, oh, man, look, uh, oh, track. <laughs> it's like, come on. I can't get a victory here. I love it because I'm at the position right now where, um, and I'm actually writing this on stage, is that if something goes wrong with my kid, if I see something's off, uh-huh. I'll automatically blame her side of the family. Oh, yeah, I do that all the like, time, too. My, my kid is, like, I'm 6'3", mm-hmm. my wife's like 5'8". Right. But our kid is only like 50% tile and height. That's her. That's her. She messed it and up. I'm mad at she, her and her family. She, she tarnished the pool. Because no, <laughs> I was like, my mom's 5'10 and Asian. Uh, like, I mean, 5'10 for yeah. an Asian woman and my dad's 6'2. Yeah. Like, this is on y'all. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I, I get very upset. Uh-huh. Like, when, and my wife goes, oh, no, that's average. And I go... I don't want an average son. This is not about being average. This is about being great. Honey. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of average height people that are great. No. My son needs to be 6'5", taller than me, uh-huh. dunking on people, playing quarterback yeah. for somebody, or baseball, or golf, or something. Right. No one it. Oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah, I do the same thing. Oh. But now, I, but for me, I, I, I do the reverse because our kids are 
in the high percentile of height, I know it's her family because Guatemalans are like we top out at five six. So, so, so were your now try to give me hope here, or maybe take it all away. Were your sons always when they were born? In the top percentile of height? Yeah, so far they've been. And I knock on wood every time I go in. They're like, all right, Man. he's in the 80th percentile. I'm like, yeah. Man, when my son was born, he was like in the 20 percentile. So it's uh-huh. been going up every time we go uh-huh. in. It's frustrating. He might hit that spurt. You can't. <laughs> or he's going to do what I did at that age. How tall are you? Dude, I'm five, six and a half. Oh, my God. I count the be- half. My son's taller than you already. But I used to, dude, I used to hang, like, my dad had a pull-up bar. I used to just hang on it all day. I'm like, I'm going to stretch out. I'm gonna How long feet. did it take you to accept that? Like, you were High every- school, man. I was 4'11". Were you really? Ninth grade, going into <laughs> high school, I was 4'11". I was like, it's not happening. I don't care what kind of spurt I hit. It's not happening. Well, how tall is your wife? She's she's about my She's about 5'6", too. Yeah, but her dad and her brother are six feet. So there's hope. <laughs> how was it? How was it meeting uh, the family? Like I would have imagined meeting a family that's taller than you. Uh-huh. It's kind of intimidating. I was all right. It was all right for me. Like, did they make fun of your height? No, it's they it, probably it, do when they. For do. me, it's funny because when you go into any situation and people know you're a comic, like that's all they want to talk about. So they're oh, in yeah. awe of you, and they tell you jokes. So that gives hey, you, you that gives you the kind of leverage walking into any situation. Like when you go in to meet new people, as soon as they find out you're a comedian, like I try to hold off. Like my wife brings out couples. Like we're gonna have couple date nights. I'm like, all right, cool. And they start talking about work. And like, so what do you do? I'm always like, oh man, because I know everything's gonna shift. To me. Uh-huh. Oh my God, do you know so and so? Oh my, I heard this funny joke. Oh, you should talk about, and it's like, ah, uh, now it's all. So your wife drags you for couples nights? What? Your wife does oh, a yeah. double date and Yeah. Yeah. Is I, she a social butterfly? Does she's she great. Yeah, yeah. She, she, socially, she's great, but like when it comes to picking couples, she's awful. Like really? women, oh, and I hate to, I'm, I'm going to say all women do this. Yeah. Women will bring out a couple and they feel like you should get, just bond with another dude because oh he's got a penis too yeah you got yeah. and it's like you no no we've had some duds where really? like you'll sit there like oh man like you watching any of the games this Sunday like oh I watch I watch rowing I'm like I can't <laughs> rowing what are you what's so funny is like they're trying to uh, uh, basically match us with other dudes that yeah. we're not compatible. Just because you get along with their wives. Doesn't mean I'm going to get along with this dude. Oh my God. It's like uncomfortable, like my almost dating. Has never made me do that yet. No, no. <laughs> it's coming, dude. No, I don't think so. Don't it, think it'll so. happen once Oliver starts like school, school, and she's got to start making friends with the moms. For, oh, we for got our play. first, we got our first uh, birthday party. Okay. Oh, uh, it's going to start my, I was like, I don't even know who this kid is giving yeah. us an invite, but it's like at their house. And I was like, this is how it all starts. Every weekend, we're going to be at a birthday it's party. It's going to get crazy, too, because now you're going to go to their house and they have their own rules at their house. Like, dude, we went to one birthday party. I kid you not, the kid got naked and I was like, party's over. We're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving. But then, no, he's expressing himself. He can express himself all he wants, but I'm not. The kid just got butt he naked. He got naked and there was no repercussion. Like, like, if this yeah. happens at my house, I shut it down. I'm like, yeah. hey, man, get in the room. We're putting clothes well, on. First this is what of all, we do. My kid would never do that in public. Uh huh. Because we teach them not to do that. But in those public. are your rules. Yeah. Now you're going to someone else's house where they have different rules. Uh, so then you're just like, ah, nope. I shut that party down. Can I, like, I tell you it. something? And I hope that's not you. But I saw this little girl. We were at Disneyland. Uh huh. Had to be three years old. Yeah. Family feeding her cotton candy. I was like, this is why your kid's gonna be jacked up. Right. Like, like, <laughs> I, like a whole bucket. Uh-huh. Like a, she was carrying a bucket of cotton candy. Just, uh-huh. I'm like, you can't do that. No, you can't do it. You're, ugh. 
It's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, I look at other parents, and I'm judging. Do you, so you do I what judge, I do. I judge, I judge parents judge all the time. Hard. Do you ever go out to dinner and see a kid out way past bedtime? You're like, why is this kid still yeah. up? Yeah. People are like, what? 10 o'clock? Yeah. What is this kid doing? Yeah. This this kid's partying. Yeah. Your kid's going to fail in life. Exactly. That's what I tell him. I was like, your kid is going to fail. My kid will be your kid's boss. Dude, That's that would I, be the greatest show. Me and you just walk up to me like, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're raising, look at his kid. He's got no rules. <laughs> Look at your daughter jacked up on shirt. Just, yeah. like a, she's going to be a crackhead. You're yeah. already getting addicted to yeah. something. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, I go to dinner and I see, f- I, I don't know, I judge. Oh, yeah, I, I judge. judge all the time. Out in public, me and my wife, that's all we, I, I like lean over. I'm like, Look at this kid right here. What are right? they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> How'd you get close to Angela Johnson? So I knew Angela. So when I first started coming out to LA, she had just started comedy. Like around, the, we were about the same, you know, time frame. And then uh, she, you know, she blew up. Did her thing, and she's always been just a cordial, cool she's person. So great. Yeah, like it's so funny because like some people blow up, and you think, oh, they're gonna be jerks, but she's always just been like the coolest person. And then me and her had Mal Hall as our mutual friend. Oh, I love him. So like, yeah, we've always like just kept in touch. And then she legit, uh, she's like dog mafia. She's got her yeah. dog Bonzo. Yeah, but that was your idea, right? No. Oh, it wasn't? No. I thought you had a dog first. No. She made you get a she dog. She bullied me. I'm going to say it dog? on the record. She is dog mafia. She dog bullied, bullied me. Oh, no. I see her on Instagram, just got her dog. I say, oh, I texted her. I was like, hey, that's so cool. That place is like around the block from my house. She's like, oh, my God. She calls me. Oh, my God. They have this dog that came in with my dog. You should go get this dog. And I was like, I don't know. I got, I got the kids. I got, I got, I got, I got real problems. I was kids. like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. And then I, you know, comedy. And then my wife. I was like, I don't know. No, no. Put your wife on the phone. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Mind you, if you know Angela, yeah. sweetest person in yeah. the world. First time in my life, she, I was terrified. She turned into Bone Quee Quee. Yeah, she's like, put your wife on the phone. And I was like, what? And <laughs> I hear my wife. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll, we'll go we'll go look at them. It was over. When you go look at a dog, first of all, at a at a rescue plate, you're coming home with that dog. We get there. This dog is the saddest looking dog in the world. <laughs> he was hamming it up to try to find a home. He had big eyes, just, he just had laying a ju- there. He had a little stereo with Sarah McLaughlin yeah. on in the background. Yeah. I and like I, what would have sealed the deal is if he would have put his paw right up to the glass, just like, <laughs> like prison. Yeah, guys. <laughs> We go visit this dog. Uh-huh. The dog is the sweetest thing in the world. And I'm like, and I'm still like, I don't know. Like, it's a lot of work. And she's just like, look, I, maybe we don't, we don't take the dog, but let's find out what the process is. Yeah. Uh, this lady walks up to us and it's like very like almost narcos drug. She's like, Psst, you, uh, you Angela's friend? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, wait, what's happening right now? I was like, yeah. She goes, come with me. <laughs> Takes us to the back. The paperwork, she goes, yeah, it usually takes a month or uh, and whatnot, the whole process. She goes, I'm going to come to your house today, do an in-house visit. You'll have the dog by tomorrow. I was like, wait, what? Hold what, on. What? We haven't made this decision yet. What is happening right now? Michael, we had the dog the next day. <laughs> it went from, I didn't know if I wanted a dog, I got the dog. Wow. Yeah. Angela, like, yeah, dog bullied you. Dog bullied me. Yeah. She's mafia. Don't Ma- fall for the act. No, no, <laughs> Don't no. Don't fall no. for the sweet American <laughs> sweetheart girl. She is terrified. So you love the dog now? Love the dog. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine another dog. He's awesome. Like he's what type of dog is it? He's a mix. Like we okay. don't really know what he. They told us he's a Norfolk Terrier mix, uh, but he's 
Dude, like my kid, the littlest one, he terrorizes poor dog, lays on him, and the dog just loves him. Like he's a sweet, like he really just wanted a home. So I'm like, all right, we lucked out. Cause like okay. I've heard horror stories where like the oh. dogs turn the next day and they're yeah, just and they vicious. Yeah, the kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog, yeah, that's an air kid eating dog oh, right yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, they're rare, but yeah. you can find one but, if you want. Uh, we lucked out. He's, he's been a good dog. Awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by, bro. No, thanks, Where can man. people follow you and stuff like that? Follow me on social media, Eric Rivera, E-R-I-K Rivera. If you can't spell that, I can't help you. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. I got the new special coming out November 1st on all HBO platforms, so go watch it. Super white. Super white. Super white. All right, and make sure you subscribe, comment, and listen, and leave comments, and all that good stuff. Uh, it's the Michael Yo Show. We'll see you next time. Let's